Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey friends, welcome to the Happy Hour, Jamie Ivy. I'm your host, Jamie, and we have a great show today. I want to let you know, this is actually our last show of the year, and you're thinking, well, there's another week in the year, Jamie. Well, you're right, there is, but we're taking next week off. In fact, the office is closed. There's no shows coming out. We're giving you a break. Use that break to catch up because there are some great shows that you might have missed this year, but today is our very last show, and I sat down with a special friend of mine. Her name is Vivian Mabuni. She's been on the show before. Uh, she's fact was on the show episode 59. She was episode 59 and now we're at episode 550. Well, Vivian is coming on for two reasons. Number one, because we love her and she is amazing and has a great things to say and I really, really enjoy her um, as a leader and as a friend. But also I would like to announce that Vivian's podcast called Someday Is Here is joining our podcast collective. So Ivy Media Podcast is a collective of podcasters. We've got some great shows there and Vivian is now one of them. We are so excited. And Vivian's show is launching in 2023. But today I wanted to talk to her about it. I wanted to ask her all about her show, why she does her show, why it matters. I love so much. And there's a part in the show today where she says, there are parts of God's character that go missing when we don't have everyone represented. And that is what Vivian wants to do. Her show is created for Asian American Pacific Islander people. We talk about that today in the show and ask her why and how and all the things. And then we're going to play a clip from her new podcast that comes out in 2023, her new season. I want to tell you this too. She already has some episodes that she's released. So this is not a brand new show. You can go listen to her show right now. Go find her show wherever you listen to podcasts. Look up Someday is Here by Vivian Mabuni. Friends, we have enjoyed every single show that we put out this year. It feels sad and weird that this is our very last show of 2022, but I could not think of a better way to end the year. Friends, we love you. We are grateful that you listen to the happy hour. I say that with all sincerity. We are so grateful that you show up every single week to listen to our show. We always love to hear from you. You can send us an email, jamie at jamieivy.com. We'd love to hear um, what's going on in your world, what you're loving. And we're so grateful that you've been here with us this year. And we cannot wait for what next year holds. In fact, the first episode of 2023 is with my friend Jackie Hill Perry. You do not want to miss that one. All right, friends, here's my conversation with my friend Vivian Mabuni. Uh, Vivian, welcome back to the happy hour. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. So you were one of my very, like, you were episode 59. Like, that's like double digits. That's early that over was here at the happy early. hour. I mean, yes. we're in like 500 oh stuff now. Oh my goodness. It's been a time. So you were number 59 and I met you at the IF gathering. Mm -hmm. And we were on a panel together. We were on a panel. We did IF equipped videos together. I remember that it was really so fun. much those fun days. Yeah. Okay. I want to give everyone a little recap. You were on episode 59, which was in October of 2015. And wow. here we are, October of 2022. Wow. 
Isn't that crazy? We talked about your work with crew. We mm -hmm. talked about fear. We talked about cancer. We talked about mm -hmm. how your friends walked alongside you in your cancer journey. Um, because just a year earlier, you had released your first book, Warrior mm. in Pink, A Story of Cancer, Community, and the God Who Comforts. Mm. So that was our first thing. Yes. Which I was looking back at it yesterday. I was thinking about talking to you. And we talked about me having a fear mm -hmm. of cancer. I remember that. And I had a scary thing. Mm -hmm. I've had another one since then. Wow. And I consistently think of you, literally, Aww. when I walk through that and remember that conversation that you and I had. Mm. Does that feel a long time ago for you? It does. It feels like a lifetime ago. Do you ever still fear? Yes, I do. I do. Okay. I think there's, I think it's probably similar to grief that it's not linear it's more circular, yeah. so it just it circles back. And there are times that I am taken aback um, and brought back to certain places. So I, I, I realize that the uh, smells oh. can trigger different memories or places or songs. So there are still worship songs that I can't listen to. Because it, they were what you listened to mm -hmm, then. Exactly. That's so what helped me get through that time, I it's kind of it I brings it back. It. Yeah. So I haven't had a Subway sandwich since then because I had them every chemo appointment. And so now I associate it with chemo. And and there is a smell at a Subway store. A, yes. <laughs> just for so, sure. Yes. So the smell and that, yeah, that taste, it's really interesting. That's interesting. I don't think I have, I don't think I've shared this publicly, but um, last fall I had a, a routine mammogram mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that led to another mammogram plus an ultrasound oh wow that Jamie. led to a meeting in a room with a person oh. and it was like i remember i had aaron come with me to that mm -hmm. second one because i was like this just feels weird and then they took us in this room and i was like this is not i've never been in a room before yeah and they and then i end up having a biopsy you did the biopsy i had a biopsy oh, and it was just those are scary days of waiting yeah and you go all the way to, well, I guess this is part going to be part of my story. And praise God, like it was, it was nothing. And I just had a follow up in May, and everything's fine. But I really do think about you, Vivian, mm. in those moments because you've been like this warrior, and I, I don't mean that in a in a weird way, other than like you proclaimed the truth of the gospel and mm. the comfort that God brought you with that. And it was really helpful for me, even in that mm. like unknown for a couple weeks of not knowing what a biopsy is going to say. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that that's happening to them. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. It's that true. Unknown. And it is, it's a little bit surreal because I think life just stops. And in that moment, it's everyone else's life keeps going. But for each of us in that waiting point, point where life really just stops. Mm. And it just gives us a different viewpoint. So that was 2015 that you were on. And then you came back in 2019 for episode 251. Wow, two fifty. That's like a big jump. And then we went from like I think we did a Zoom call. Oh, I remember sure. being in my my one of my little rooms in my house and talking with you over that one. And then I came to your little tiny house. Yeah, and that was really fun. I know that is today, that was really fun. And today you're at the Ivy Media offices, wow. it's, which is it smells so really good in here too. It oh, looks yay. so good, but it also smells so good. Oh. <laughs> uh, when you were on in 2019, we talked about this idea of embracing God when he says no, mm -hmm. walking through that. We talked about this mantra of yours of open hands, willing hearts, which was a book of yours also that came out in July of 2019. And so it's been really fun to watch God use your pain and suffering and your open hands, willing hearts mm -hmm. uh, throughout these years. And so welcome back again. I'm excited for what we're going to chat about today. Yes, it's good to be back. Okay, first of all, I just want to give a, 
an update. You told me, you started to tell me this story before we started to talk on the air. And I said, no, wait just a minute. We were talking <laughs> about COVID because we're yes. still, as much as it often feels like it's behind us, it's not always behind us. And there are still people who are suffering. Um, and I was telling you that, I said, have you ever had COVID? Because I feel like I ask people that question all the time. Like, have you had COVID? Right. And I'm always looking for the one person who's like, I've never had yeah. COVID. Um and they're out there, but they're yeah. very few and far well, between. One of them is my oldest son and my my daughter. My never have had it. Never have had it. Okay, so I've had it twice. Wow. And, um, I don't think one I even shared like <sighs> with the world, which is fine because it's my business. Sure. And all the things. But something really sad happened <laughs> oh this summer. Oh, my gosh. Devastating. So my husband and I avoided COVID for two and a half years. And I came down with COVID the week of my son's wedding. Oh my gosh. And then my husband tested positive the day before and we missed our son's wedding. And so we had and we were planning to have, you know, 70 people in our backyard for the rehearsal dinner and we hadn't seen my husband's side of the family since before COVID. Oh at my gosh. My husband's dad's memorial service. That was the last time we were all together. My sister had not seen my parents since before COVID, and everyone was coming in town. And so we thought, well, at least I could be on the second floor, and we could disinfect the downstairs, and it's in the backyard anyway. So my husband's friend um, smoked 78 pounds of brisket, and you know, I had friends picking things up and we were still going to go ahead with it. I was just going to watch from the second floor window, you know, yeah. second floor window. And the morning that he, my husband went to go pick up the brisket, he's like, I feel kind of tired. And he tested positive. So we ended up zooming in our toasts for the reception. And then my daughter ended up dancing the mother son dance with my son. And I watched on Zoom sobbing and they were crying through the whole thing too. And it was, such a mix of absolute disappointment and joy because the most important part was that they were married and we love we love my new daughter-in-law yeah. and you know but it was just so heartbreaking so what a clash so yeah so much loss so heartbreaking so much loss and everyone has things like that yeah. um unfortunately a lot of people have you know loss of people and so yeah. we always want to be really aware of that if you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. 
Well, it's spring and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. But you know, how long have you been married? 31 years. I've been married 21. Wow. And I was thinking back at how devastating that would have been on my wedding day. Mm-hmm. And now it'd be a fun story. And it yeah. wouldn't, you know what I mean? Sure. So, so the underlying thing is like in 15 years, like it's okay. It'll be okay. Which yeah. is not much soothing for now. For you're still now, so I'd still sad. come to tears with it. But it has been a bridge to a lot of people because of the loss that we've all dealt with, whether it's how we thought graduations would go, or even the birth of children, or um, employment, or the end of employment. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's just, we are all dealing with various levels of grief and loss. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that as a believer, it's trying to hold intention that I can feel all the feelings that come with that, while at the same time also choosing to trust God. And yeah. a fun thing that happened that we didn't realize until after my son and his new wife could come back from their honeymoon was that they had a friend who I think somehow through their their youth group, now college group, post-college group, they still game together. And so a roommate's friend ended up becoming part of their little posse of uh-huh. gamers and ended up coming to the wedding. And he was so moved by the toasts and seeing our family loving each other through such disappointment. And he messaged my son and said, you know, I didn't ever think that siblings could love each other like your siblings love you and um, for parents to love their kids and stuff. And it caused me to reach out to my parents who he had been estranged from. And that night at midnight, he had called them and they had reconciled. And then he called his um, brother who had mistreated him growing up and, um, they got things right with each other. He said, you know, I should have been protecting you instead of hurting you and asked for forgiveness. And they reconciled. And it was just like, I think we don't realize that people are watching Mm -hmm. and how we choose to love and move through hard times. It really, you just never know who's watching and how that will impact and 
and affect other people. That so. is so good, baby. Thank yeah, you so, for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, so that's oh my like gosh. that one sliver that I'm kind of holding on to. Yeah. Like, in the midst of the disappointment, right. it's like, God, if you have a bigger purpose that I don't see and I don't understand, I still want to be mm. here for it and all here for it. And there are so many, we have more questions than answers yeah. always, but God's purposes will be accomplished. And I think we can choose to stay in an angry place or we can choose to open our hands and just say, okay, God, I will trust you even when things don't go the way I wanted. Yeah. I, I got to trust that you have a purpose that I, that I don't understand, I don't see. It's so good. And I think everyone, COVID aside, just in life, mm-hmm. is walking through, this is not how I thought this was going to be. Yes. And so what do we do here? And, you know, you talk about those that open hands and willing heart mm-hmm. and how do we walk through Um and really letting God do what He needs to do yeah. in our worlds. Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> so it's yeah. it is like the the bittersweet, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and how beautiful. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And and you might not have chosen to not be at the wedding had God been like, okay, I'm gonna give you an option, Vivian. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have been, I want what I want. Sure. And look at what God did in yeah. spite of that. And sometimes we don't get to hear the stories, right. but how kind when of God when we do. Yeah. And we realize, okay, there was other purposes that yeah. I didn't know of that were happening. So, Well, I'm sorry you missed the wedding. Thank you. I'm, I'm really happy for the outside stories of what was going on. Yeah. And I'm really happy for a great wedding and yeah. a great daughter-in-law. I yes. mean, you know, that, at the end yes. of the day, that's, yes. that's where you're that's where you're, you're wanting anyways. Well, I am so happy to have you back. And this is super exciting because obviously I love you and I love chatting with you. But also, you have a podcast and everyone listening, I know you love podcasts because you're listening right now. And so you've been on a journey with that podcast. And mm-hmm. in fact, your next season is launching um, in just a couple of weeks. We'll let everyone know when that's happening. But it is season four that yes. you're going to be launching for the Someday Is Here podcast. Mm-hmm. And you're actually launching it on Ivy Media Podcast. Woo-hoo! So we're so happy to have you and so exciting. But I want to talk about your, your story with your podcast yeah. a little bit. So first of all, introduce Someday is here what yes. what is your podcast so someday is here is a podcast for asian american pacific islander aapi leaders and it's really a podcast for uh for that community talking about how our eastern worlds and our western worlds how the nuance and the the intersection of our faith and how that impacts our leadership and how we do life like that's the gist of it it's also I think a great resource for non-Asians. I was going to ask, like, yeah, what is that? Yeah. yeah, to be able to listen. In fact, I was at an event where we were doing introductions, and a young man um, who's white, you know, millennial pastor. Uh, when I were, when I was going around, he goes, "Wait, you're Vivian Mabuni. Do you host the Some Days Here podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "I subscribe to it." And I'm like, "White male <laughs> pastor? Who knew?" You know, so <laughs> I don't know who all is listening to it, but it's really been a joy to have a place that. You know, there's so much that can be learned through just the listening in on a conversation. It's a safe place. Um, We talk about historical facts. We talk about culture. And Asian American is a very broad term. Um, There are so many different iterations of what it means. There's East Asian, but there's Southeast Asian and South Asian. There's also the story of the transracial adoptee, which is different than, you know, those who are born into an, an, mm-hmm. an ethnic community. And so there's just a lot to unpack there and there's not a lot of resources. And wow. so um, for me growing up in a predominantly white environment in Colorado, I was always looking for 
you know, someone who looked like me or mm-hmm. someone who uh, want, did the things that I had hoped to do, but I didn't see anyone anywhere. Yeah. And so a lot of it is really my own journey of wanting to see representation and the joy of platforming other AAPI leaders. And so that's some days here. And so, you know, we launched it uh, just back in 2019, 2020-ish, and had three seasons and chose to kind of keep it really open, like society and culture, the genre was very open. I w- I'm obviously a devoted follower of Jesus, but wanted it to be a place where a lot of people could just come and listen and mm-hmm. learn. And the majority of my guests were believers as well. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, a, I think, a helpful spot where people felt validated. During the holiday season, we all spend time and effort finding the perfect present for our family members. Nothing beats seeing your kid's face light up when they open a gift from you. I want to tell you about Irma, a woman in Colombia who wanted so desperately, as every parent does, to make her daughter's Christmas memorable, but she didn't have the money. Then, Compassion stepped in. Irma's daughter is now sponsored through Compassion International, and that sponsorship is a huge answer to prayer. Compassion works through the local church to provide food, clean water, education, medical attention, and above all else, Jesus. The church makes sure there are gifts for every child and that each child learns the true reason for the season. We need you to sponsor one more child today. For only $38 a month, you can make a huge difference. Will you help a mother provide for her family this Christmas? Go to Compassion.com slash Ivy Media to sponsor. Go to Compassion.com slash I-V-E-Y Media. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I love it so much, and when you listed about all of the different people who could be a part of this community, it feels like a real heavy, I don't want to use the word burden by any means, it feels like a very heavy mantle hmm. for you to carry. Do you feel that in saying this is a, con- I want to develop conversations to help AAPI leaders and underneath that, I feel like there's a hundred subtypes that can <laughs> go underneath that. Do you feel pressure from that mantle to help and represent everybody well? I think not so much pressure as much as really wanting to do right okay. by the mm-hmm. different communities yeah. and to really recognize, because we started off with, as Asian American mm-hmm. and then realized Pacific Islanders are part of the story as well. Although some Pacific Islanders would not would rather not associate with Asian American because the stories are so different. Yeah. But I'm married to, my husband is native Hawaiian Pacific uh-huh. Islander. Yeah. And there's, there is, there are some similarities. And mm-hmm. so there are places where we do connect and recognize the, um, 
the the we over me, mm. uh, which if you watch Little League Baseball, um, Hawaii took it all, the World Series, it was so exciting, but their whole posture was we is greater than me. Yeah. And that's such an Eastern value. Uh-huh. You know, it's a collective, it's the we, um, it's not the Western individualistic me um, posture. So, uh, so yeah, so it's more just wanting to do right by those communities, really wanting to uh, represent and knowing that I won't be able to hit everything or everyone. So really, I've just been asking friends. Yeah, you know, to come and, on and, yeah, to and come have on those conversations. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a podcast that I used to listen to. I don't anymore by no other reason other than it's just time. You mm-hmm. know, I still love this podcast. Um, but they would say this is for black women. Yes. And they would say you're invited to sit and listen. Yeah. And I loved it so much because I could be like a little outsider. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I went into someone's living room yeah. and they were having a family discussion yeah. and they invited me to hang out in the back and yeah. listen. And it was so helpful for me. And that's how I feel your show is as yeah. well. Yeah. Is that you're having a family dinner yeah. and you're like anyone else is welcome. Definitely. Just come in and listen. And yeah. it's been such a helpful tool for me. Yeah. Um, I have... Two questions. I have a lot of questions, but we'll start with these two. <laughs> when you're doing your show, what is your hope for Asian American Pacific Islander people? Because it's not just for women mm-hmm, leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want them to get out of your show? Like, what is the goal for them? I think the goal is several fold. One would be that they would really feel seen Mm-hmm. and validated in their experience. And so it's kind of that me too, like yeah. I deal with this as well. I, I would hope that what's talked about would be helpful to translate into their specific spheres. So really, what does it look like to be a believer, to be an Asian American leader for uh, those who work in predominantly white spaces? How do we navigate um, what we are taught at home as far as our communication style and then learning to have to insert ourselves, which is very Western mm-hmm. um, to promote ourselves, which feels very awkward and uncomfortable. Uh, so even some equipping yeah. and some learning and really kind of learning more and celebrating. So I, I, my hope would be that the listeners would feel like they could hold their head a little higher. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, we have contributed tremendously to society and to the church and those stories just haven't been heard. And so recognizing that. Can you, do you have any demographic stats mm-hmm. about, can you give me some of those? Because I'm wondering, like, I've heard you say before that the AAPI community is very underreached. Yes. And so give me a little bit about what we're, what's going on here in America and why, why is this community so underreached? What, what do we have? Here? Yeah. Well, so I think it's, I mean, there's a whole bunch with that. Um, like historically in the U.S., there have been some real injustices done mm-hmm. against the Asian community. So in 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act took place. Usually it's just a small paragraph in our history books, but you know we have the um, Japanese incarceration during World War II, again, just another paragraph. Mm-hmm. And we forget that there were Chinese immigrants that came during the gold rush, who fought in the Civil War, who, you know, but we don't, we realize that there's been that many decades of mm. no immigration allowed, the only specific people group. And so we wonder, like, why? Why is it that way? And, you know, to have people who are immigrants, like, I can, ha- I can be standing next to a Norwegian gal who recently immigrated, but she is seen mm. as American, uh, whereas I was born in Wisconsin, and <laughs> people would still still to this day would be like, you know, what country are you from? Right. Where are you really from? Um, 
you know, so there's a perpetual foreigner issue mm. going on as well. And I think that that's why there's just not a lot of representation. Um, we've seen, you know, just growing up, I think slowly we're starting to see some changes in Hollywood. And mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, predominantly um, this is not the story that's told. Yeah. Very under um we're so represented. Yes. Very underrepresented. Right. And that's why representation matters. Yeah, it does. Rep- I love my sweatshirt yes. from you that says Sun representation matters. It does. Yeah. And do you still sell those, by the way? Yes, we okay, do. Okay, we'll link we to them do. because you and guys need got them. got the cute little dumpling hat. And and so cute. Oh, yeah. Representation things. does yes. matter. But it does matter. And it really, something shifts in the heart of people when they see someone that looks like them. Mm. So I still have people come up to me, usually Asian American women, but even some men sometimes with tears in their eyes, like, you are the first speaker I've ever heard give a keynote talk at a conference like this. Wow. And this is in 2020, 2021. I mean, it matters. And I think we forget that. So that's why I'd love to elevate as many voices. You know, it's interesting. Um, What was the movie that I believe it was Pixar just released with the big red bear. Turning red. Turning red. Was it Pixar? I I don't really care. It was Pixar. I remember I was having a conversation with a group of women. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say there were five of us, four of us were white, mm-hmm. and one was Asian American. Yes. Okay, so we're having this conversation. This movie comes up. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my daughter, and I was on my computer. So yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I wasn't paying that much of attention. <laughs> sure. Um, I felt really embarrassed for the way I handled that conversation. Mm-hmm. I, should, I think that I, pro- I, I know that I apologize to this woman later, but I was like, I didn't even love it. I didn't get it, all the stuff. And she said, and she got tears in her eyes when she talked about it. Yeah. And it makes me kind of cry right now. I mean, she said, I felt so seen. Yes. I felt so representative. Yes. And I literally was like, it was a moment where I was reminded of my privilege. Mm. Because you know me, like I care about representation. Yeah. Like sure. It matters yes. to me. I love elevating yeah. people. And then there was my privilege shining mm. bright where I didn't even stop to think. Yeah about what this movie might have meant to her yeah yeah and it was it was a really good slap in the face Mm. for me and i can i love sharing that publicly because it is just this thing of like man i just i am someone who cares and yet still and yet still the lens is still there because i was born with this lens yeah and so that was a hard moment for me, but really good. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think there's, I think there was a moment when Crazy Rich Asians came uh-huh. out, and that was the first movie where there's no kung fu, <laughs> um, a really good looking leading man, leading woman. And I remember when my Asian friend said, "I think this is what all the white people feel like all the time. Like all mm-hmm. the movies have yeah. really good looking white people yeah. as Me, the stars. Actors, as yeah. the, you know, usually the Asian is the sidekick." the butt of the joke and usually dies in the action movie within the first scene. Mm. You know, it's just like, yeah. so all of that communicates something. And I think about the kids that are growing up and what they're seeing and it's, it's time. Mm. Someday is here. Someday is here. Yeah. This, is that where the title came from? Well, okay. So the title came from driving home on New Year's day by myself, New Year's Eve going into 2019 thinking, Oh my goodness, the book is coming out. God, I'm all yours, worshiping, and this huge RV drives in front of me on the fast lane, and I'm like, what in the world? So I'm looking, you know, and I look up, and it says, someday is now, and I'm like, huh, and there was a big Christian fish symbol, and I'm like, 
I look up at the sky, really, Lord? So I wrote it in my bullet journal and decided. And then in another post, it said podcast. You know, uh-huh. So it was just this whole thing. So I, it originally was Someday is Now. And then I received a cease and desist letter from someone that had taken that name for a coaching thing. Yeah. or I don't know. So we turned to Some Days Here, which actually yeah. – I love more mm-hmm. because the initials for some days now is sin. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so some days here is really, um, yeah, it's just this this moment where I, I think we always talk about, well, someday, well, someday. And it's like, no, it's here. It's now. My second question was, what is your hope for, I, I guess I'd say white Americans, or would it be anyone mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. is not Asian? What is your hope for all of us listening? Oh, I think to to learn and to celebrate and to recognize, um, yeah, we're not we we are also part of the story and have great insights that I think the church needs, our society needs, but you know, all of us coming together reflect accurately right. who God is. Mm-hmm. And so even as we study the Bible together, even as we interact with, you know, culture and this cultural moment, mm-hmm. I just think we are just better when we're learning from one another. So yeah. I, my hope is really that, you know, the non-AAPI audience would really um, come away appreciating and recognizing and and beginning to shift that lens where it's like, oh, I'm not centered right now. Mm. This other community is being centered, and that's good and right. Yeah, and I think that that's um, just a beautiful picture of, you know, there are parts of even God's character that go missing when mm. we don't have representation. Yeah. I think one of the greatest things that has been probably one of the greatest gifts in my life for the past ten years is meeting so many people that help me diversify mm. my my knowledge, my information. Um, and that's something I still have to consciously think about a lot, you know? And so I think I want to just speak to anyone who's not Asian American right now and say, like, this is good and needed mm-hmm. for you to diversify who you're hearing from. Yes. And, and you may think like, well, Vivian loves Jesus. I'm going to hear the same thing from Vivian that I'm going to hear from Jenny. And and you might hear the same thing about the gospel, but you need to hear from an Asian American mm-hmm. woman because mm-hmm. it matters. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage everyone a, I want you to listen to our show, obviously, but bit even bigger than that, like diversify the people that you're putting in your mm-hmm. ears and that you're putting on your eyeballs on and that you're learning from because it really does matter. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the example I just shared of, of having that moment. Yeah. And that I'll never forget that moment. Mm. And, it, and it realized like, oh, this matters. Yeah. Okay. So Little Mermaid has a new, um, what do you call the movies when it's real people? Uh, live action animated live action movie it's a real person it's not a pretend it's not a cartoon it's not a cartoon yes and it's a black woman Mm -hmm. hallie bailey like beautiful yes she's stunning and i have seen so many of my black friends celebrating online and i'm celebrating with them yeah because it does matter yeah you know well i mean you think of your daughter's story and just what that means to her to see you know and to see someone who looks like her mm-hmm. with the same skin tone. And that's honestly, for me, I didn't have Mulan growing up. Mm-hmm. But when Mulan came out, I mean, that's my avatar on on our Disney Plus. It's, yeah. That's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, just having that, but so few. So if you think about all of the Disney princesses for all of time, you know, there's just not a lot of the percentages low. Yeah. But I'll just read a few AAPI graphics, but the Asian American population um is one of the highest um, 
And according to Pew Research, between 2000 and 2019, the Asian, um, the population uh, grew in the U.S. by 81%. Wow. Yeah. So it's projected that um, it will reach 46 million in the U.S. by the year 2060. So it's a it's fast growing, and um, I, I really hope that we would be not reactive but proactive mm. in being able to learn and embrace and celebrate yeah now i know you have had taken a break with your podcast mm-hmm. so you have we're about to release season four on yeah. ivy media podcast which we're super excited about coming alongside you with that but that means you've had three seasons yeah and then you took a break long break what happened and what, what what was the break from what happened tell me about that yeah so we were so we had the podcast going we had had some pop-ups where you know i was adding on to any time I was traveling and speaking that wherever there was a city that had a lot of Asians in it, we would just meet together and connect and um, had a live event that was incredible. All of the speakers came on their own dime. Wow. Like they literally flew in, found their own hotels for the sole purpose that there was nothing like this Mm. out there for any of us, you know, Mm so had the most amazing time and then COVID happened. So we decided to move it to a virtual event and I literally texted about 30 um, AAPI women that I knew, and within an hour or two, 90% of them had texted back without any details, like, I'm in, yeah, like, let's make this happen. And so, especially in this past year, since COVID, the anti-Asian hate crime is just, you know, uh, just unmatched as far as percentage-wise of how much anti-Asian hate has been um, you think it's from COVID? Well, I think that there there has been... Like misinformation, that's what I mean. Mis- it's like, yeah, well, you know, it's like when people use the term like Kung Flu or China virus in association with COVID, it hurts my community. And even people who aren't... And it's dumb and ignorant and wrong. Yes, I'll just say that. it is. I'll say and, it's, it. and it's hurtful. Yeah. And so people who are not even... Who've never stepped foot in China are being harmed mm. or... Um, yeah, bullied, harassed, all these things. And so it's been a very And then when someone in leadership says, I mean, in leadership mm-hmm. says that, that's a whole nother conversation yeah. that is. Yeah. 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 And so whenever I have the chance to communicate that, it's like it, it hurts my community. And it's not until we have a relationship with someone who we can actually hear that because mm. it's easy to go through our lives if you, we don't have proximity. If you didn't have the one Asian friend and she wasn't in that conversation about turning red, you would have just continued with exactly. your perspective. Yep. But to have someone come in and say, I'm worried about my my parents going to the grocery store now. Yeah. My parents are worried about their granddaughter. Mm. You know, I mean, we literally are walking around in a fear that we didn't have before. It's almost like mm. if you picture if people who had blue eyes were always being targeted just for the fact that they had blue eyes. They had no control over the color of their eyes, right. and yet they're being singled out and having acid thrown on mm. them because all of a sudden because blue eyes are. Everyone would say that's wrong. Right. And so in this, so we begin to dehumanize mm. people who are made in the image of God. And so I think I have a greater understanding for my black brothers and sisters who have had to live through endure, and yeah. endure, you know, and, and the conversations that parents have to have mm. about driving while black. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a real um, tangible for me in my community now fear yeah. that we have that we didn't have before. So anyway, the hope was that we could all come together and, um, you know, I had invited my personal friends and my friends range 
broadly in their views theologically and otherwise. Um, yeah, in every department, and mm-hmm. even in my own family, we have a wide range, even in the same family. And my husband and I don't even agree on, we have like two different phones. Like yeah. I have the iPhone, he has an Android, <laughs> and we read different versions of the Bible. And, you know, we just, we are different. In I understand a lot of different, I don't know how you function with iPhones and Androids together. Because you've, like, you've always got that green, you've always got that green going. the green's going. And we've had conflict because, yeah. you know, my husband's like, you didn't text me the photo again. And I'm like, I, you know, it's, you know, and you don't use never and always, but we sure there did. There you go, there you go. <laughs> and we actually speak at marriage. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is we have a lot of fresh illustrations but all that to say is that um you know uh, a major difference that happened ended up causing the whole event to kind of fall apart mm. we had to postpone it and it was really really so painful. the event did not happen it ended up getting postponed okay um but we had already taped all the content and done all these all the work ahead mm-hmm. of time and we we're excited to launch and it just um i have to say Apart from crying with my son when I got diagnosed with COVID, like we literally for 15 minutes just cried on the phone. Um, The only other time I can remember crying so hard was Mm. when all of this was going down because it was so painful. And I think there's been been so much division Mm. during these years um, in families and in churches and in our country, um, so much polarization uh, and so and cancel culture is alive and well and unfortunate. Um, I was just heartbroken. Yeah. Um, I felt like I had built this little sandcastle and it just got stomped on. Mm. And it really shook my leadership, to be honest. And so I really needed to take a break because I just wanted to quit. Yeah. And, you know, and I had, you know, with the previous podcast, had, you know, paid for all of it out of pocket yeah. mm-hmm. just for the vision. And in mm-hmm. the same way that those speakers that came to that first live event, paid for their own yeah. way, you know, because they believed in it because so much. They believed in it so much. And so then I was ready to to just pitch it and then that's when Ivy Media, Jamie, you and Lindsay and the team I would just I just feel like that was such a moment from the Lord like mm. I felt like okay, he's still saying God is still saying yes, keep going and I'm like I don't know how how do we pick this up out of the ashes? Yeah. And such a beautiful. I mean, that was provision. like a, was that like a year ago that mm-hmm. we had that conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, to me, I stand a little bit, a lot of bit shocked and mm-hmm. surprised, but also delighted. Yeah, like that's how God works, you mm-hmm. know. And it's it's just exceedingly abundantly beyond all I could ask or think. So I'm thrilled to be a part of a collective yeah. and really to not be alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the other part that it's just like we together are better, sh- are better mm-hmm. always yeah. and stronger and i love all the other guests uh-huh. you know i mean it's just it just feels like there's a a, a beauty of sisterhood yeah. and the strength of coming together that i love i love it well i i know i've already said it on this you know 30 minutes that we've been together um but i want to say it again this show matters some days here it matters and it's important for all of us believers um because proximity matters and Mm -hmm. there's this is a little bit of proximity i'm I'm going to really ask that people also through proximity as like people you can touch that kind of thing um but this is a step yeah this is a step for you to learn and understand and it reminds me i mean we had this conversation last year when you and i went down to the border Mm -hmm. uh, with Mm -hmm. women of welcome and that has been a life-changing thing for me because it's yes. proximity. Yes. It's no longer a news article. Yeah. It is proximity. Mm-hmm. And even as you were sitting here sharing, 
I'm nervous about my parents going to the grocery store. Yeah. I've read that in news articles, but now I'm looking at my friend Vivian yes. who's saying it and it changes everything for yes. me. And so as you're listening to this, these conversations that you're going to be having, yeah. it is a small little step into a world that you might not regularly yeah. go into. I think that's the beauty of the podcast world and this moment where we do have access to resources. And mm-hmm. I've talked with lots of my white friends who are like, I don't have any Asians in my immediate circle uh-huh. or even in my town. Yeah. You know, and there are places that for sure don't have yeah. a lot of a large Asian population, but here is a resource that mm-hmm. there are books and there are, you know, this podcast now, but there are some places just to pull up a chair yeah. and to take the time. You know, I just thought about this and you mentioned earlier, there's also this whole other dynamic of Asian American and transracial adoptees Mm -hmm. how much work do you do or what do you what conversations are you seeing happening and that could be i think its own show that we could have a conversation about but what are your thoughts about that that demographic Mm -hmm. of young people being raised in america probably mostly i would guess by white parents Mm -hmm. is what we're probably mostly seeing um how are those conversations happening in your world yeah well it's interesting because i think one of the hallmarks that i'd like to see through some days here is that we have um, content that actually addresses the transracial adoptee. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten to know more transracial adoptees who are now adults, being able to hear their stories and to be able to highlight their experience, I think is so important because it's often overlooked and under-resourced again. right? So I know Be the Bridge has got some great resources for transracial adoptees. Um, Often, the story is so centered on the parent mm-hmm. and not the child. And, you know, the child's just supposed to be grateful. Yeah. And there's a whole story that comes with being the only Asian in a whole white community mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the teasing and not having anyone to navigate and then feeling so out of place even when with Asians. It's mm-hmm. like I look the same, but my values are completely different because I've grown up in a different culture, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, with that live event, in the front row were three transracial adoptees who were in tears for most of the conference because they had never seen mm-hmm. representation on the stage. And here was one speaker after another yeah. who looked like them. And um, there's something that's really beautiful. So I would love that we would always have content for the transracial adoptee, for um, women in leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a challenging thing to navigate anyway for mm-hmm. women. For sure. But for AAPI women, there's another whole layer with regards to culture and stigmas and just um, a lot of misinformation and confusion because of what we're taught and how we live Mm -hmm. and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So women in leadership and I think mental health is another area that, again, wanting to make sure that we can cover that topic Mm. and yeah um yeah so i just love being able to have a space to curate Mm -hmm. and highlight and um recognize and validate and normalize some of these topics you know i follow an asian american man online who talks a lot about adoption Mm. and i feel bad that i can't remember his name i'll put it in the show notes if anyone is listening yeah and, and wants information about that i love it I read a book this summer, too, that I recommend. It's called All You Can Ever Know Oh, by Nicole Chung. Yes. This is a memoir. Okay. And I highly recommended it. She's a transitional adoptee. Is that correct? I think so. I think yes. so. Because yeah. Little Fires Everywhere was also written by a transitional okay. adoptee. Then it might be the same person. Story. Yeah. We'll figure it all out in the show notes and let you guys know. <laughs> but um, I really loved this book mm-hmm. as an adopted mom. Yeah. I really loved it. Um, and it also gave me a whole nother view yeah. because none of my kids are um, AAPI. They're black and biracial um 
and I really loved it. It, it was like real and raw and mm. true. And also as an adoptive mom, I want to hold space for my kids to yeah. be real and raw and not take it personal. Yes. And so I felt yes. like she handled that really well. Mm-hmm. And I want my kids to be able to say things that I don't take personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because things are hard for them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's sometimes nothing I can do about it. Right. That's what I really appreciated. I had interviewed um, or talked with Shannon Martin, uh-huh. and she has adopted children of Korean descent. Yeah. And what they've done in their family is so beautiful, so intentional in terms of really like putting aside money in their budget to make sure that there's food that will honor the culture and, you know, things like that that I think really changes um, the the trajectory of how that child grows up. Um, celebrating their heritage rather than wishing that they didn't look the way they did. Listen, Shannon Martin is amazing. We're a fan of Shannon Martin. Yes. Vivian, okay, I'd love to know, what are you reading? Jamie wants to know, Jamie wants to know, we want to know what you're reading. Um, well, I'm currently my Bible reading in the middle of Ezekiel. And so, hello. <laughs> it's just a lot of, mm. And so, therefore, I need to supplement some things as well in the middle of my reading. But um, I have downloaded Last Boat out of Shanghai. Okay. Um, which is on audio. But, um, you know, I'm starting to love audiobooks Me because too. I can get a lot done and also kind of disappear into a book at the same time. But I'm curious because that's my parents' story mm. that they fled. China before the communist thing and they they fled to Taiwan and so hearing some of these stories that are based on a compilation of people who fled it's really interesting with regard to history again I think history is so we when we understand history it kind of frames things Mm -hmm. in a way that we can it helps give understanding to our now Mm. and so do you bring history lessons into your show yeah so we have a did you know section okay that's what i thought and so we're that's where we highlight either historical situations or people and um just helpful information and um, i know i've gotten a lot of really positive feedback on that because there's just like i had no idea okay set the stage um we're going to hear a trailer mm-hmm. at the end of the show. So everyone, we're going to hear a trailer of our show. But who who do you have coming up on season four? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about season four. So Eugene Cho. Everybody loves Eugene I Cho. Love Eugene. Tiffany Bloom. I mean, just like, I, I think what was so encouraging to me was the immediate response of mm. all of the people that I asked yeah. to be a part of it. So I'm excited for Bonnie Gray, who's also who's been, on, been the, on the happy yeah, hour. She's mm-hmm. been on the happy hour. Um and I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Isabel Garza, yes, has Isabel been on the Garza, happy hour yes, as well. She will be on it. J.S. Park, um, he's he's amazing. So we are adding men now to the. Is this uh, new for line. season four? Yes, this is new for You're season gonna love four. It. And we also are now switching from society and culture to Christian and spiritual because I really wanted to be able to talk really openly yeah. about our faith and right. how that also informs how we do life. And do you feel like making that switch? cause you to cut out some guests that you could have had you know i at this point the like 95 percent of the guests that were on seasons one through three were all believers okay uh-huh. so it, it it doesn't i feel like if anything it opens up a more robust conversation to yeah. not have to be so mindful right again for those on a spiritual journey i would welcome them yeah. to come and learn about god for sure um, and hear a really authentic conversation but i also you know hope to have you know, people who aren't necessarily yeah. followers of Christ on 
the podcast as well if it's helpful. Because it will be helpful. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't mean to be weird, but I think the teaching of Jesus, they're helpful. Yes. <laughs> in just life. It was a yes. moral life, which is there's so much more to following Jesus than that. Mm-hmm. But we also know that there's a lot of good um, from the teachings of Jesus, the yeah. teachings of Christ. Okay, now I know one thing that's new since I talked to you mm-hmm. is uh, you and your husband are on a marriage teaching uh, team. Yes. For uh, Family Life. Yep, Weekend to Remember. Weekend to Remember, which those conferences are massive. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of how massive they were. Erin yeah. and I did their cruise in February. Yes. And had so much fun. Yes. Really big fans of Family Life. So do you know what? When your conferences yeah. are that you're going to be on, so people so are going to come be, see you? Yeah, in Naples, Florida. We're going to be... Oh, in, I want to come to Naples, Florida. Yes, <laughs> and Coeur d'Alene. And we're actually going to be doing the event that was the cruise. So this year they're taking one year break from the boat. Got it. And having it on the land. Okay. And so Darren and I will be at that one as well. Oh, that's and fun. that's going to be kind of the cruise with all the different elements mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be at that one. And, and so, yeah, and then the spring schedule is still yet to be determined, but uh, we have loved being a part of family life and just, um, I think, focusing on marriage yeah. and realizing how important family and marriage is and mm-hmm. everyone's connected to a family. And I love what family life does as far as focusing on um resourcing blended families mm-hmm. yeah they have great you know, ministry just there. yeah I, just and and the content is updated and team taught now which is really fun too really love what they're doing there um so if they're bringing the cruise on the land make sure they have just unlimited ice cream because okay. that's on a cruise you got to get that on the land too I know that, so like the chocolate talk to them too, and just like, let them know all yeah. the things vivian i'm so excited for season four i'm excited for what is ahead for you this next year i'm thankful and grateful that you've chosen to partner with us here at Ivy Media. All right, you guys, here is a preview of season four. Sunday is here. Hi, this is Vivian Mabuni, and welcome to the Someday is Here podcast. We are so glad you are here. Someday is Here is a podcast for AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander leaders. In each episode, we discuss how we navigate living in both Eastern and Western worlds, and how the blend of our unique experiences influences our faith, life, and leadership. We celebrate our ethnic heritage, we learn some of our history and contributions, and we explore the challenges and opportunities of living in this cultural moment. Though this podcast is created for the AAPI community, we warmly welcome all who want to listen and learn and grow in their understanding of this beautiful community I'm proud to represent. For those of you who've listened to seasons one to three, you'll notice we've made a few changes around here. First is that we have partnered with the Ivy Media Podcast Collective. My friend Jamie Ivy and her stellar team have warmly embraced the vision and purpose of Some Days Here and I'm thrilled to link arms with Ivy Media to create and produce this podcast. Second, we are adding interviews with men. We are all better and gain more appreciation and understanding when we glean from the wisdom and experience of a wide range of people from different walks of life. I'm excited to add the voices of men I respect who also hold a high view of women. Third, the previous seasons, we went broad and fell under the genre of society and culture. For season four and beyond, the podcast is shifting to the Christian spiritual genre. I desire to create a space where we can openly discuss how our relationship with God impacts all parts of life, 
While we as Christians all agree on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we may not all agree on all things theologically or otherwise. I think it's healthy to be exposed to various viewpoints and for us to engage and come together even in our differences. At times, we may welcome a guest who does not identify as Christian, but the vast majority of guests will be people who do. And a special welcome to any listeners who find themselves on a spiritual journey. I hope that what you hear helps you in your understanding of God's existence, love, and intimate care in your life. I am so glad to be back in the chair behind the mic hosting this podcast. We have an amazing lineup of guests for season four. You won't want to miss a single episode. So if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and each episode will magically appear every time a new episode releases. And again, welcome to Some Days Here. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Executive produced by Jamie Ivey, produced by Lindsay Sweeney, edited by Angie Elkins, show notes by Ashley Minor, art by Jen Jet Barrett, original music by Matt Graham, and I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.